Oh, you look just like my ex. Hey, you up? DTF. Um, kinda out of your league, but thanks for the swipe. No thanks, ugly. I wasn't interested anyway. Where are you? You up? Thanks for the swipe. Whatever. Um, height mate, please. I'm kinda out of your league, but... Dating up disasters. What's going on? Oh my god, I just did the stupid symbol that Phil used to do. Damn it! Hi everybody, welcome to Dating Up Disasters. I don't know what this episode is going to be called, but it's part B of whatever it is going to be called, because now we have the other half of the guest guests that I wanted to have on to talk about what is going on. We'll get back to the dating and, and all that relationship stuff next week, but like my heart was heavy this week and I just really wanted to educate myself and bring people that were really really close to what's going on and had real knowledge because there's so much shit there's so much propaganda you really do and they seem so passionate about it you don't know what the fuck to believe absolutely but right now i have my other very special guest the absolutely hilarious iman el husseini did i say this correct you did absolutely all right yes let's go yes okay so <laughs> i love the introduction i do have a few comments before we jump into yes everything. please so the introduction was i have the other half and I, it took everything for me not to say the better half Ooh! right oh i don't know if she did that she's pew, probably pew, pew. yeah she's probably a lot more polite <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that on hers though. You didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. This was well, you wanted. You gave me. I saved you paved the way for me to say. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I also want to yeah, say been... that I held back that like burping. So <laughs> this is how much I respect your podcast. Rachel. I appreciate it. I yeah. do really appreciate you coming here because, like I told uh, Jess, we had some people bail. So I appreciate you coming on to talk i almost bailed halfway coming here i was just like i don't know if i can make it to the end and just coming at the subway you know how you could like either this is go uphill, uphill. Iman, this Did is not even that? really harlem yet i know i guess it's not and i've always said that i want to live in harlem can you imagine i'd never leave my you house should. my apartment no, you would because everything is just way more convenient. Lower. You don't yeah. have to cross a bridge to get anywhere. You know what I mean? It's just better. I had to cross a lot of things. <laughs> I had to. I thought I could take subways that are connected, but I had to like leave a subway and walk on the street. That's not acceptable. Oh, walk I, on the street to get I, another subway. I apologize. Might as well take the bus. I mean, this is, <laughs> should have called an Uber. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you are Canadian. I am Canadian. But you are also Palestinian. I am. Um. You do you want to tell give a little backstory on how you got here and to to the U.S. Of course, uh, I'm a very talented stand up comedian, <laughs> and uh, <That> too. <laughs> I got I got a green card, believe it or not. Nice. No, but um, ooh, did I, you get one like Rafi's? Rafi Bastos, he got one for like extraordinary abilities or that's something. That's right, I did. <laughs> did you? I did. I Holy swear shit! To God. Two guests that we've had on. This is amazing. Or yes, extraordinary ability, and uh, Jess is my dependent. Oh, she the Jewish one so you got are, into America because of me. So everybody. you are better. I am. <laughs> you know, if we're gonna do <laughs> the calculations, there you go. I'm laughing so much because I'm gonna cry later. No, but the, yeah, no, 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 no. Well, if you if you do, it's totally fine because yeah. you'll then you'll probably make me cry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you got here. So yes, so I uh, was born in Kuwait to Palestinian. But I don't know why I'm looking like this is the screen. Oh, this is fine. These are our viewers. Yes, yes, over here. exactly. Uh, I was uh, pick any camera you want to look into. I was born. I'm not. <laughs> I want to be fair. You know, is this the Israeli side and the Palestinian side? Imagine. Sure. This is, oh my God! It's like so divide everything. everything. We're good. <laughs> but, 
so I was born in Kuwait to Palestinian parents, and uh, we moved to Canada during the first Gulf War in 1990. And then I stayed in Canada, like most of my life, uh, for 30 years. And then I met Jess. I always wanted to move to New York. And uh, she was a comedian as well. I thought she was uh, an Israeli spy when I first met her. I don't know if you guys... <laughs> she I don't know if everybody knows She left this. that part out. She <laughs> so, left that part out. So I was on the comedy scene in Montreal for a couple of years before Jess came on the scene. Mm. And uh, so two years in, this, this woman who, who is a war crimes lawyer comes on the scene to do stand-up comedy. So I'm like, that's... Did you roast her? That's weird, <laughs> right? Why would you leave such a stable job to become a comedian? That's insane. You know, she's not the only one. Do you, have you ever heard of Vince August? He no. was a judge yeah. that was trying to do both, and he eventually had to make a choice because they were making him choose. So he chose comedy. Wow. And now he... I Does saw he him regret re- it now? I don't think so. I mean, he's doing... He's doing you know, crowd or open, what is it called? The, when you do for the daily show? Uh, no, 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 oh, no. Uh, uh, the, uh, op- the one that gets the crowds hyped up and like. Hyping up the crowd. Uh, there's a name for it. <laughs> fluffer? A, a fluff. That's just for porn, I guess. But <laughs> we do the same He's thing. He's Michael Costa's fluffer this week, I guess. So fluffer, what would you call it? There is, it's like a, uh, James Matter in the comic. Warming up, warm up Warm up comic, yes, there we go. Okay. There we go, there we go. Wow. Okay. We just took the glamour out of all of <laughs> What is it called? He has a great job. He used to be a judge, but now he's doing it. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, I was See, in Montreal. I started okay. doing stand-up. Then, two years later, this, this woman, who's a war crimes lawyer for the United Nations, comes on the scene. She wants to do stand-up. And I was just like, this is a big mistake, you know? <laughs> and told her uh, that. I did. Of course I did. <laughs> and her and I, because I guess we're both moderate, coming from... You know, the Palestinian side and the Israeli side, or she's not Israeli, the Jewish side. But you know how, like, that's conflated, sort of, like, being Jewish? It's like you have to sort of be mm. pro-Israel, so it's all, like, to get Zionism, Judaism. Anyway, um, but we also, we all got drawn, we got drawn to each other talking about this topic because we were both moderate, Um so we were friendly for a couple of years doing stand-up. I, I thought she would definitely leave and go back to law. Okay. You it's know, tough. Especially, especially it's in tough. Montreal. Like, we had two comedy clubs, and you couldn't perform at both. I, at, at both at the same time. I have such a I have such a like opinion that I just realized right now because I'm thinking about Canadian stand-up comics, and I'm yeah. thinking about L.A. stand-up comics. And like you, y'all got them beat. Like, and I was like, so good. Oh my god, we're so like. Good. Not that I want to give credit because a yeah. lot of them I bust their balls, like Nathan McIntosh sure. and Graham oh Kane, stuff like that. Like they're like, I don't know what it is, but like every Canadian comic I've met is like so great. We have to work so hard. Yeah. Well, we have to work so hard, and we're naturally funny, but we're so <laughs> humble about it. You know okay. What I mean? Okay. Because nobody's like, oh my god, you're a star. You know, like Drake had to become uh. famous. Here yeah. before he became famous in Toronto, we called uh, in Canada. I mean, we kept calling him a loser until he became like a superstar. Interesting in so, America. So speaking of Drake, yeah, um, I asked this question to Jess as well. Yeah, do you think celebrities have a responsibility to talk about this if they are close to it, or do you think that that is a mistake? They have. Uh, 
No, they should, of course. I think you have to have an opinion. And I feel like, especially during the Trump years, we saw that comedians and performers were held to a higher standard than politicians. I don't know if you remember. It was mm-hmm. like more controversial more controversial what Colbert had to say or John Stewart had to say more than what Trump had to say. Things like all Mexicans are rapists. Like that washed over so many people. Yeah. But saying people but are, are also, equal. These are political commentary talk show hosts. I mean just like Drake being a rapper or like DJ Khaled like right. is probably one of the most famous Palestinians that we know of and right. like not a not a peep. I it's very disappointing to me to not even acknowledge what's going on. I I always wonder if they're like being quiet and waiting for the right moment. What is it exactly? Mm. They don't want to say anything inflammatory because right now it's just so nuts or are they like I hope nobody well, remembers that. I, I have a, I have a, I have a thought. Like I obviously I kind of agree more with Jess said no that she yeah. thinks that they should not. Should not talk. Should not talk. Because uh, it's gonna ruin their Because career. they're they're not as informed as they should be about it. And like there's been a lot of celebrities who have spoken up like Justin Bieber and said like goofy shit and then have to take it down. Oh yeah. Well him and yes, yes. So so I, I kind of agree with you. I think they should use their platform for something that's respectable for a change. Yeah. Or like, but I get you not wanting to alienate your fans. I think that's what it is. I think everybody's traumatized too when the Dixie Chicks spoke out and their career was over. Do you remember? <laughs> yes, yes. You yeah. know, being against war, it's like you can't really say a neutral thing. I know that the famous um, Egyptian soccer player, Mohamed Salah, I don't know if you know, he, he is like one of the most famous soccer players in the world, Muslim, religious, uh, Egyptian guy, very famous, and he didn't say anything, and people started getting upset with him for not saying anything. And then he finally said something, and then he got criticized for being too neutral. Mm. You know, so it's like, do you say something? It's a thin and if line. you say exactly, if you yeah. say something, you can't be neutral. You have to have like you, you have to be hardline. You have to be on one side or the other. And you're going to alienate no matter what. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, be true to yourself. I guess we always say that. At the end of the day, just be true to yourself. Yeah. It is interesting because she seemed to be more concerned with the backlash. Like, I am a person that, like, I don't, I I respect the negative comments. I respect the positive comments. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I love both. Because to me, if you're so impassioned about what I'm saying that you feel the need to respond and take the time to write something i appreciate right. it whether it's negative or positive and it's still a conversation even if it's not like oh, researched the, sure like but then you could take that moment to either decide you want to educate or clap back right you know what i mean like it's it's your it's your move but you're still feeding my algorithm so it's out of my selfishness right, <laughs> I, right. I don't care about the negative or the positive yeah. but it's it's a sensitive time and i am a huge fan of deborah messing let's say <laughs> huge huge fan no seriously i loved her growing up my my friend and i watched will and grace he was will i was grace and huge fans of, of the show i own every single season on on dvd and she's uh you know she's somebody who in my opinion really like gets excited about israeli propaganda and mm. posts that over and over on her what she's doing right now and i understand where she's coming from you know she really wants to believe that her site her side of the story is correct, mm-hmm. is right. You know, so anytime something comes out that's a rumor about the Palestinian side, let's say, uh, you know, decapitating 
40 babies, which we know was refuted. Mm. Nobody has proof about that. She posted it right away. You know, like Zionists that are so excited to post anything negative mm. that comes from the other side that's not verified. Then it's just like you just want to be a right fighter. But that's you're it. not you're not worried about the people. Like you just want to be exactly. right. Exactly. Or you want to be right just for your people. And that's also not, you know, you're I not feel, helping. Anything. I feel like Palestinians are constantly like Hamas is a terrorist organization. Everybody deserves peace. And and uh, the Zionist side is more like, you know, Hamas is a terrorist group. They hate gays, and they're just constantly talking about uh, bring back the, the the Jews that are kidnapped, you know, like Jewish lives matter only for mm. them, as opposed to Palestinians being like, we all matter, but our kids, like we're pulling out our kids from rubble, you mm. know, our hospitals are getting bombed. This is like no water, no electricity. Yeah, it's crazy. It's I, crazy. Uh, you know, you guys were supposed to actually initially do this together. Yes. Um, but I understand but we cannot the sensitive nature. <laughs> you cannot. You can. I swear you can. And you do. But, like, it is interesting that it's such a sensitive topic that you just feel like you wanted to give each other space to say how you felt, even though I feel like your values and your, and your morals do align. And we'll talk about, because you were mentioning about how things were so different when you initially met each other. Right. Um, but why do you think it's you needed to do it separately? Well, I think now we need to do it separately, not because of our different views on this topic, because we're exactly the same. Like you said, our values are exactly the same. It's just that throughout the pandemic, it was a lot of time together in a New York City apartment. Oh, so it was more like personal stuff. Yeah. It wasn't about like your opinions and you weren't no. worried about offending each other. No, or no, no. It was Got working it. together. Got it. Okay. And, uh, you know, okay. if you work with your partner, you never have sex again and it's a whole Oy. thing. That's what happens. Good to know. I'll so, keep that in yeah. mind. Only if you don't want to have sex again, work with your partner. Oh, That's what I say. <laughs> no, but our opinion, this actually has brought us closer because we were like on the brink of, of separation wow. and, uh, because this is something so awful and we see eye to eye, which we didn't at the beginning. Why? Uh, well, she made me gay, so I made her pro-Palestine. What? And that's... <laughs> you got to compromise, guys. <laughs> no, it's, it's so funny. One of Was she first, your first? She's my first first. My first relationship. Wow. I'm a traditional Muslim woman, Rachel. Don't you know this? You got to marry your first. <laughs> That's no, but great. I'll tell you, That's she great. is my first. Uh, she did convert me. She tried to convert me to Judaism. It didn't work. But um, <laughs> I, um, one is of she, our first dates. Is she you, still practicing Jew? She is. I mean, both of us are really proud of our backgrounds, okay. believe it or not. Okay, Nobody okay. thinks we're proud of our identity because we're together. And it's like we're actually so proud of our identities. Bringing the world together. But that's it. It's not even bringing the world together. We don't give a shit. We just fell in love with each other. And we both are so excited to show each other our backgrounds. You know, it's like exciting to show off of course. your side of the thing. Like, come over. We're breaking the fast at my place. Come over, Yom Kippur, breaking the fast at my place. It was so fun to Aww. teach instead of being like the same culture it's like you know yeah. you know what you're yeah, doing yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. exactly you grew up like it's more that. exciting to learn exactly yeah absolutely. and Jess obviously had that interest throughout her life being an international war crimes lawyer surrounded by friends from all over the god, world it's gotta be such a tough job oh my god i mean no wonder she are, wanted to go to the complete opposite direction you know it's a comedy what? it's so insane because her uh you friends are the funniest people i know 
10,000 times funnier than any comedian we know. No offense How? to my industry. They just have such a dark humor and they have uh. all of the facts. So it makes it extra fun. Interesting. You know how like comedy is so hilarious when it's authentic and well informed. So this is what you have. These people who huh. know, like when they say, say something about Italians, it's hilarious <laughs> you know, because it's so specific with dates and like. Anyway. But you were not as aligned in the beginning. We weren't. So uh, although Jess was a lot more moderate than a lot of Zionists I've argued with in the past. Uh, I remember our first date was to see a movie called um, The Gatekeepers, and it was about Shin Bet, which is uh, the spy organization in Israel. And That's we watched a, a movie. It's heavy. It is. This is this is what a, a Jewish-Palestinian couple does, you guys. It's so romantic. So we go see this movie. We finished a movie, very interesting, and we're walking to the car, after the film, and she goes, uh, we're like discussing a point in the film where we saw it like complete opposite. She saw she saw a scene of, oh, the Israelis compromised, and the Palestinians still had a suicide bomb. And I'm like, oh, you saw it that way? I saw it as the Israelis said they would compromise, but they still continue to build illegal settlements. Huh. The illegal settlements have never stopped expanding. And she's like, no. It was the other way around. They did the suicide bomb, and then they continued the settlements. And I'm like, and we kept arguing back and forth. So we went back to the theater, bought two more tickets, and rewatched the same day. The same day, because the argument wasn't going to end, and we were crazy about each other. But I was like, I think both of us were like, if this is if huh. this night, we can't move on from this night. <laughs> So let's go back and see if we're going to keep say, seeing each other or oh, not. And wow. guess what? Who was right? I'm guessing it was you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, wow. So, all right, cool. Uh, that gives a little bit more backstory on your relationship. But I have a couple questions about the actual war from, you know, some I, there's not a lot of Palestinians that I know. So right. I got to I gotta milk you for all your information. Yes. Um, Listening to a lot of historians, uh, it did seem like this was kind of inevitable. Mm -hmm. um, do you think, do you think, now, it's hard to know, but like, do you think that um, the Palestinian citizens had an idea of what Hamas was about to do? Of course not. No. Of course not. Okay. You know, like when people ask me, do you, do you think that the Palestinians were in on it? The Palestinians encouraged this? No, no, no. I don't mean that. But I feel like, you know, from my understanding, they do have some sort of government, but Hamas is more of the government now than... In Gaza? Yeah. I mean, the Gazan people, just to, to profess this before we keep going, mm -hmm. they have been starving forever. Like, I know we're talking now today about the Israeli uh, government saying how to treat them like human animals and cut their water, electricity, internet, all of that. No, that is definitely the vibe that I get, for but sure. That's, but before he even said that, that was the situation. They were getting electricity maybe for an hour a day. Wow. They were getting dirty water most of the day. The water was confiscated to, get, um, to go in excess to the illegal settlers. So uh, did these people know? They have no way of knowing. Mm. Everything is so limited that whatever they're getting is... Anything that they're getting, be it water, electricity, information, is so minimal. minimal yeah, you know. So of course they didn't know. I did. I did. I did speak to a friend um, 
recently who fought in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Um, He's Colombian, but he's American. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was just speaking about, like, how the Muslims fight and how dirty they fight and how they will use their kids as shields. And, like, he's witnessed it with his own eyes. Um, Damn it, I lost the point that I was trying to make with this. Um, But Oh, so I was saying that He's like, they don't allow them to learn how to read because they want to be able to feed whatever information that they want that benefits them so that they don't know any better and they can't fight back. Right. Is it the same way in Palestine? I mean, listen, I'm not as familiar with Afghanistan, but I'll tell you one thing that my father always told me growing up. Do you think anybody wants to be an idiot? You know, if anybody has the opportunity to learn, and these are children that want to go to school. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to go to school. Everybody wants to have a normal life. Everybody's curious. Everybody, but you're talking about Afghanistan. The poverty level is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It's like when you say, you know, in India, people have to prostitute their children so they could eat. You think the parents want to do that? Mm. You know what I mean? You're not sacrificing your children or putting them as human shields because you want to live and you want these kids to die. You're like, I'm so desperate. I don't have weapons. I'm assuming this is what it is. Instead of seeing it from your friend's perspective, I'm seeing it as I'm so desperate. I have nothing. Please don't kill me. Look at this child as opposed to kill this kid because I want to stay alive. You know? Yeah. Shoot these children because we don't care about children. We don't care about life. We don't care about that. That's interesting. I think it's more of we have nothing. We're even putting our kids to show you, for you to have a heart to stop shooting us because you know we don't have, right. you know, I'm sure he could tell you that they didn't have weapons or of didn't course, have, yeah. you know, anything. Running water regularly. Like you really have to think of how set to the Stone Ages, set back to the Stone Ages, these countries are. Yeah. From colonialism, from the West taking all of their resources, from the West coming to meddle in their affairs. This is what I tell everybody. And I got interviewed once. I did a podcast, uh, h- hilarious comedian, Derek Humphrey. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was in, in uh, the Navy, was it? I, the American, some kind of American army. Um, and he told me, he's like, Iman, do you resent America as a Middle Eastern woman? A hundred percent. Wow. A hundred percent. Everybody's like, you're so lucky to be here. You can be gay. You're a woman. You could be free. I want to be in my country. The fact that we had to move here because we had no choice but to escape war that the West has caused is a huge problem for me. The fact that my parents had to leave their home and start a new life and, you know, have to deal with racism from this country, Mm -hmm. feel like an unwanted stranger all the time. That's not that's not a life that I'm excited about. Mm. You know what I mean? No, of course, my parents would rather be home. I'd rather be. I've never been around people that are my people. I've always been. I'm born in Kuwait, a stranger, coming to Canada, a stranger, coming to America, a stranger. You know, so of course I have resentments. Don't come into our fucking countries. We'd never we'd never be here. Yeah. You know, we'd go home if you guys left us alone, you know, and nobody sees that perspective. It's always like, you're so lucky to be here. You're so, why don't you go back to your country? It's like, I wish I can Mm. let me go back to my country. I I had many moments of that this week of feeling grateful to be born where I am because you are, I mean, your fate is destined to vote where you were born. Mm-hmm. Speaking of your parents, mm-hmm. I mean, that was deep. I, I watched on social media, your your family was on the news yes. this week. Um, I had to see my father cry on national television, and that 
fucks you up. This is why I told you yesterday I was, I couldn't do anything. Mm. I was like fucked the whole entire day because it's so hard to see such raw emotions as much as I know my father and I know, you know, the hardships of what it is to escape war, but to actually see him not be able to complete a sentence. Mm -hmm. I mean. But I mean, it, it was still powerful to see them there. Right. I know that was hard for you. But I mean, them being able to get their point across and, and for us to witness it was powerful. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for them and that. And, and man, I, I just, I, I'm curious if you feel like there is a solution at this point. I always thought there was a solution. I sympathize. Listen, I'm always sympathetic for people who are oppressed, whoever it is, you know. Uh, I see how black people get treated in this country. Mm-hmm. And we live in freaking New York City. Yeah. And I still see the glaring racism. You know, I see how they get treated. I see how awkward it is for black people to like walk by the police in a subway station. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Uh, I feel the same way about women, women's rights. Like all, all out of all the countries in the world, I think it's just Iceland that wants to pay women and men equally. Is that not insane? Seriously, I didn't this know is, that. I swear to God. Wow. You know, every, the 100, what are we, 196 countries in the world? One country out of 196 is fighting for equal pay between men and women. And we say America is the greatest country in the world because, <laughs> because what? Because we could talk shit here. <laughs> we could why? talk shit <laughs> because we're all going to die because we can't afford health care and we can't go to school. <laughs> <Or pay> friends. <laughs> you know? Jesus. We're all in debt. Uh, yeah. And this is why they're letting us drink on the street because we're all going to be on the street too. Anyway. <laughs> Um, I digress. I, so yeah. uh, I think the solution is admit the truth. Admit the truth. Israel keeps talking about how they're the most moral army in the world. They are, they've tried everything with the Palestinians. Listen, Rachel, somebody comes right now, knocks on the door and says, this is my apartment. It was my apartment 2,000 years ago. Can you please leave? And if you don't leave, you're anti-Semitic. I mean, how would you react? I wouldn't know what the fuck to do. You would just leave? How many guns they got? I mean... <laughs> it was like, I don't know. They're just I like, mean. everybody's on their side, and you can't... You just have to go, and that's it. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know. Some people might not fight. You're saying you don't know what you would do. I don't Other know. People, I don't know. But that's it, it. It's tough. So it depends on the. It depends on every person. To me, personally, until today, at, at you know... Um, Living in America, a very good life, you know, being a comedian, doing what I'm doing. I wish that my parents didn't have to leave the Middle East because my mother is in a depression that she never got over Mm. since we moved here 30 years ago. So I lost my mother. She's still alive, but it's not the same woman that I knew growing up. So (sighs) it's like you're you're losing people, maybe not, you know, physically or their life, but it's but their, their her, soul has changed. But that's it. It's yeah. not the same person. And I don't think, first of all, ultimately, I don't think we should have borders because we're all human beings and we should be able to like live with each other and not be threatened that somebody's darker than you mm-hmm. and somebody's a different religion and they're, they're going to take over. They're not going to take over. We should all be mixed and, you know. On that, on that note, do you think social media is helping or making it worse? I think it's helping. 
Okay. I think it's helping because I think rumors have always existed. Yeah. Like we've always had facts, but rumors have always been around. But just with the AI videos and stuff, and I've noticed like I watch certain things that people post and it's a lot of shit. It's a lot of propaganda to filter through. And and I, I agree. I think it does help because at least it's exposing you to things. I, like back in the day when I was a kid, you had to wait to watch the news to exactly. find out what Six the fuck 11, was going on. That's all. That's it. So it's like... Yeah, I just feel like it can cause more confusion sometimes, but I think in essence it, it will help. I mean, hopefully it will expose things a lot faster to maybe we can end the war sooner. I think the world is ending soon. This is why I'm kind of like, I ordered like a whole box of gummies. Anyway, so you know what I think it is? I think social media was amazing for showing injustices Mm -hmm. because the news would never show you how badly black people were treated by the cops. Of course. You know what I mean? This is something we never knew. Everybody was like, oh, some bad apples, some bad apples. Yeah. The same thing happened about the Israeli and Palestinian conflict. It was always like, it was forbidden for me to have, for us to have this podcast right now, for you to want to hear my opinion about the Palestinian side, wouldn't have existed 10 years ago. Hmm. I remember one of my first interviews on radio to promote a comedy show in Montreal, and I said, I'm Palestinian, and the radio host said, wow, that's controversial. I swear to God. Whoa. You know what I mean? This is what, I came to Canada to this. For me to like not talk about my identity, to sweat, you know, uh, 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 be aligned with Israel, always talk about how important Israel's existence is, how Hamas is a terrorist organization, how Israel has to exist over my existence. Why? Why if I, am I giving precedence to Jewish existence over mine? Right. Uh, first of all, we didn't cause the Holocaust. That's number one. Number two, why should I be like, oh, yeah, yeah, take my country, take my food, take everything, because you went through something, and I should gladly give it to you when you're not recognizing me. You're eliminating me from the history of my roots in this place. Um, One thing I have noticed from talking to other Jewish comics that Mm. are deep in it, right? And they they need to be around people like you. They're not. And right. so their 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 views are very skewed, and and I told this to just to I'm a very low fat Jew. I did not get about mitzvah. I did not grow up with religion in my household, so my childhood was trash. But the one thing I do appreciate was that I was able to choose. I was able to choose what I believed in and not be fed a bunch of stuff that I eventually had to go against. Um, <sighs> what do I tell those Jews? Tell me. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, do I fight them next time I'm at well, the Well, no, but the, the consensus from them yeah. is that the war was because they want to exterminate all the Jews. That right. that That's why the Hamas did this. It's not about fighting for their freedom or what little they have. It's about they just hate Jews and they just want to exterminate all the Jews. That's the idea. The idea is to always simplify everything, and things are not that simple. It's always to put it in a category. Like Zionists like to do that with conflating Judaism and Zionism. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. If you're not supporting Israel, you're not Jewish. You can't do that. I mean, we've seen the Jews yesterday at, at uh, the White House against this genocide. Yeah. These people are Jewish. You're going to tell me they're not proud of being Jewish? They're a lot of them are practicing Jews, 
you know, to limit and put people in boxes, mm -hmm. you know, right away that they're wrong. You know, it's the same thing to be like Palestinians and Hamas are the same thing. Gazans and Hamas are the same thing. They elected Hamas in 2006, so they deserve to die. Are you seeing the babies that are dying? Yes, yeah, The babies did not vote for Hamas in 2006. Excuse me, your government in Israel right now, which I believe has become so extreme to the right because nobody was ever allowed to criticize Israel, mm -hmm. that they got to this point. They're like, we could get away with it. We could get away with it. We could do whatever we want. That now you literally have at the Knesset the freaking elected politicians in Israel saying things like, uh, Arabs are cancer, kill Arab kids, uh, you know, mothers that are pregnant especially. So they're basically they all, doing the exact same thing. They are doing what they're saying. I, I'm saying they're projecting what Hamas is. It, they say that Hamas is yeah. doing. They're actually Hamas. You know, it's mm. like when Trump was like, lock her up and he should be locked up. This is what Israel is saying. And I've always said, I put Hamas and Israel on the same level of terrorism. And that's why Hamas has said they're willing to go to the in, uh, International Court of, of Criminal war, war Crimes. They're like, we'll go. But Israel doesn't want to go. They're happy to go. So I feel like Hamas is even more game to, to, towards peace than Israel even is because they want all the entirety of, of Palestine to be Israel. They've killed the two-state solution. This is not Palestinians killing that deal. It was Israel. Yeah. By separating all of the Palestinian villages. But you speak to a Zionist and they just close every argument with Hamas just wants to kill all the Jews. There's more to it. Like, read more. They've changed their charter. Mm. You know, before it was exterminate the Jews or get every single Jew out of Palestine, we should get it back. And that has changed. Things have changed. But they will never read or update their information because it's like so... Uh, indoctrinated that it's so hard to like shake your point of view I don't know if you had a point of view that was kind of shifted I know you didn't come from a hardcore no I place, didn't no I mean I I've always come from from and uh, tried to be objective you know yeah. what I mean but this is like this is the first time I'm really diving into this because right. we know when it happened before I was much much younger um I I I keep losing my truth <laughs> I'm, tired. I'm sorry. I'm no, over no, 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 no. You're not at I all. I also think Ashkenazi oh. Jews should not have a claim over uh, Palestine. I think Sephardic Jews and uh, you know Jews from from the Middle East. They're more peaceful. Well, it's not more peaceful. It's just that we belong there. Like our DNA is from there. Those Jews are from there. Yeah. You're coming Ashkenazi Jews and those Hasidic Jews. That's a movement that started in the 1900s, yeah. early 1900s. They have nothing to do with Palestine, Israel, the past, nothing. Mm. So the fact that you're, you're, you're completely erasing the Palestinian existence, the Arab existence, some religion, by the way, we're talking no religion. Judaism started like what, 6,000 years ago. What are you going to tell me about the years before that? Yeah. You know, we we are Arabs. It doesn't matter what the religion is. Our race is Arab, you know? Yeah. Okay, so what I was going to ask <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me interrupt you more. No, 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 no. <laughs> so was it was what Hamas did the right thing to do? Like was I, there another way for them to get the independence that they wanted? No. There's no way. Israel does not talk to them. Israel has had Gaza in an open-air prison for 16 years. There's no communicating with them. Israel has carte blanche 
from the entire Western world to do whatever they want. And this is why it's been a horrendous time for Palestinians more than ever. It's always been awful since 1948. Uh, but now it's been like openly, overtly so brutal, mm. arresting children with no trial, no conviction, putting them in jail for as long as you want, yeah. maiming people, killing journalists, uh, killing paramedics, killing doctors, revoking. This is happening in the West Bank with no Hamas, revoking people's uh, licenses, Arab Israelis licenses if they support gaza online mm -hmm. you can't even post online this is the only democracy in the world that everybody's bragging about you can't even support gaza because to them that's you being a traitor so you can't even have an opinion you can't even go against what the israeli government is saying mm -hmm. is that a democracy to you no i mean that's all. what trump was trying to do here and that's what bibi netanyahu is doing there mm. So what the solution is, is that if Israel was as moral as they say they are, mm -hmm. they would have said, listen, it sucked for us in Europe. I know that you guys live here. We're very moral. We want to come back to this, to this piece of land. Can we pay you? Can we acknowledge that you guys lived here? Can we give you credit for who you were instead of pushing you out, kicking you out? Like I've seen it in my own eyes when I performed there where they there's eviction notices on your house that you've lived in for 50 years that are just like, you have to leave afterwards. No compensation, no nothing. And if you don't leave, they pull you out of it. Now, there, I have a question, but I don't know if there's actually an answer, right. or and I'm sure it's much more layered, but it doesn't seem like the surrounding countries help Palestine much, like the surrounding Muslim countries. What, what are they going to help us with? They don't have anything. You want to talk about Egypt. It's on the brink of collapse from poverty. Okay. You want to talk about Jordan. I mean, all of these countries, again, it goes back to my point from earlier. If you guys would have left us alone, we wouldn't have never left our homes. Just give us back our resources. Give us back our countries. You'd never see us again. Mm. You know, if you hate Muslims and Arabs so much, let us go back. But give us back everything that you took, our oil, our resources, our food, our, you know, you can't strip, it's like the African countries. You want to call them animals, you want to call them all these terrible stuff, but you took everything yeah. to put it in your fucking museums. So what is the solution? Give us back our stuff, we'll be out of your hair in a second. We all want to go back to our countries. We'd love to go back. Just was saying that a single state, instead of a... A dual state. Yeah. I mean, well, two states is not going to happen. Yeah. That's for sure. And I think that's why Israel is like killing off Palestinians right now. And that's why everybody's asking, why, do, why don't the other Arab countries take them? Why would they take us? This is our country. You guys still haven't solved our problem. I don't want to go to Egypt. I don't want to go to Jordan. Solve my problem. This is my country. This is my house that you destroyed. My kids have grown up here. I don't have a passport. Why do I have to go somewhere else so I could give you all of this land? Right. Think about it. Like so they can't. Everything. It's impossible for them to go. Identity. Like they could because they have no access to passports. They couldn't go even if they wanted to. But even if they, even if Egypt tomorrow was like, let them come, and Jordan's like, let them come, and there's no Palestine. So what? So Israel gets everything, and we're all happy, uh, and everybody lives in poverty in the Arab world because the Western world is living up their dream. Huh? It's not fair. Is it worth fighting for? I mean, they're going to go in impoverished areas 
It's with so, nothing. Well, These right. countries are not killing it. It's not like they're going to no, Australia or Canada. Absolutely. Or absolutely. They're going into, but these, like I'm telling you, there's a collapse that's going to happen in Egypt. The people are starving. You want to send starving people to starving people because we're supposedly the Arab responsibility when it's the West that fucked all of us. Mm-hmm. So no. And I, I don't want that to be a solution for Israel because it's not fair. Mm-hmm. It's not fair for the... Western world and Israel to live happily ever after, taking advantage of all of these poor people. It's not fair for the Arab world and the African world and all of this, the, the entire planet, you know, to be the 99% while the 1% is excited about their success because they have the best arms and the most money and, you know. But I just, I can't see how Israel and and, and Palestinians can coincide maybe a hundred years from now if if that's even an option but like as far as right now it just seems like it's just so much hate there is so much hate and it's going to be like germany you know how germany feels so bad about the holocaust Mm -hmm. that's what's going to end up happening Mm -hmm. there's no way israel is not going to apologize and i feel like a lot of jews are seeing it now like i said we saw it at the the white house yesterday uh they're, they're horrified because they know the same thing is happening to Palestinians that happened to their ancestors, and they don't want to stand for it. Do you feel like the majority of Israelis feel that? Right now, yes, because uh, I feel like the left-wing movement really died down in Israel. I feel like a lot of the left-wing people left Israel mm-hmm. because they couldn't deal with the government. Yeah, I, I mean, the government they- just before all of this happened, you know, they wanted to like get rid of the Supreme Court, they wanted the um, the the prime minister Bibi to have like the say all and all you know of everything, which is not a democracy. Mm-hmm. Also, it just shows you how right um, the Israeli government has gotten, and the Israeli people are getting so disappointed. But don't forget that the majority of, of of the Israeli population goes into the army; they have to. Yeah. So it's so hard so not for, to be right wing or for them to or speak militant. up or or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And they have students. They have you know like eighteen year olds that are refused to go to the army and they go to jail for a year. Huh. So it's like everybody wants to talk about how hardcore Hamas is all the time, and you're not getting. You're obviously not going to get this news from the Western media because they're allied with Israel, and I understand why America is so allied with Israel. That's like. America's pride and joy. They helped the Jews mm-hmm. from World War II, and mm-hmm. that's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, to put up with what's happening right now, I mean, it's so hypocritical. But again, what makes them money? It's like we don't have firefighters to put out fires in California, but we have so much money to exchange arms and weapons and trillions of dollars for that. Yeah. I mean, the hypocrisy, and it's so obvious to me. The Abraham Accords, everybody was so excited. The Arabs are finally in peace with Israel. Who are you making peace with? The countries that have the worst uh, human rights abuses ever. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Dubai? They have like actual slavery mm. with Southeast Asians, how they treat these people. You know, FIFA was a huge um, controversy with Qatar because they, like, hired so many and underpaid so many Southeast Asians to build everything. Uh, And how many of them died and stuff. So, of course, you're aligning yourself with these countries that mistreat people in their own country and treat them like second-class citizens. So you all have weapons because one day your people are going to turn against you Mm -hmm. and you could just... 
That's the moral of the story, everybody. Man. Yeah. This and this is why I should be the president of the world. <laughs> well, I, be- I believe you should. I-, I think it's unfortunate. I don't mean to make a joke right now, but I think it might be a while before you get into the cellar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys could hear my podcast with Noam. We fought about this before. A long time. Before even the war happened. I've been on podcasts with only Zionists, Dan Natterman. <laughs> Always on my wall, always on my uh, Facebook. And the book, the, the Booker of the Cellar is Israeli, and she fought in the water. So in the war, so I just I wanted to make a little joke to lighten yeah, yeah, the mood. Yeah, no, but I've been, I've been. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm never gonna do the cellar. I'm uh, never gonna do any of that know. stuff. You never know. No, I told you to come watch me. I'm a really good comedian, <laughs> but he's not gonna have me. We used to like even exchange it's... articles, and he'd only send me like opinion pieces. I'm like, can you send me actual freaking articles instead mm. of opinion pieces? Mm-hmm. There's just like that drives me nuts. That's it. Yeah. I, and I'm like, I'm happy to read a few opinion pieces by like, uh, you know, professionals. Well, what or do you experts. think she's going to change your mind? Like what? Like, I, know. I think I could. I, you know what? I'm like that hard headed that I feel like if I keep talking to you and we keep going back and forth in history, I could maybe get to you. Maybe? I, that's reasonable. You and know? I think I think anyone not even just jews because we meet so few palestinians should be willing to listen always but like i, I don't know that's just me i grew up in new york i don't know if it's like that i don't know anyway um iman yes thank you very much for coming what? here i thought we had another like hour and a half <laughs> i only got like seven minutes see my time's about to run out we gotta wrap it up but i know i really you you and just really like this was an important thing for me to do. Like obviously we talk about fluffy dating cultural stuff and I love that. But like this week is not the time. Mm-hmm. And I just really appreciate you because I was telling Jess we had a couple other people bail. And I just appreciate you having the courage and like keep posting and, and, and keep spreading your message. And I and I love that. And, and hopefully there will be some resolution sooner than later. Um, why don't you give the listeners your, your socials and where they could find you or come watch your show? Where oh, yeah. Any shows coming up? Uh, I think I'm not getting booked right now because all of all of New York's bookers are Jewish and Zionist. Not ours. Not ours. <laughs> no, but. Yeah, I'm kidding. But you guys could uh, uh, follow me on Instagram. I ha- have a lot of videos and I try to like talk about this all the time at Iman, E-M- A-N underscore. I can spell your no, name. underscore E-L underscore H-U-S-S-E-I-N-I. Iman underscore E-L underscore Husseini. There you go. That's me on Instagram. And then you'll find me like other ways when you come to Instagram. Because does anything else matter aside no, from I Instagram, TikTok, TikTok? I'm too I old. can't. Yeah, I'm too old. I'm sure we'll have you back on for a much later episode, hopefully yes, in the future. But yes. I really appreciate If there's you peace or more war, you know, call me. This Let's is go. like my thing. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> peace or more war. This is... Thank you. Awesome. And uh, so keep, keep, stay tuned, guys. Um, This will probably be the last episode we talk about the war, at least for a minute. Um, We have some really exciting guest hosts coming up to uh, talk about all their dating wild stories. So look out for that. And thank you for listening. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. And if you have any feedback or any opinions, I absolutely want to hear it. So thank you guys. Bye. Do you have crazy stories? We want to hear them. You can either let us know at IG, on our IG page. <laughs> you can hit us on our fucking... <laughs> See? So hit us up on our IG page, Dating App Disasters, or... On Dating App Disasters Podcast at gmail.com. That's just some old nasty shit. Y'all know what y'all like to hear. <laughs> <laughs>